Blog Talk Radio. Hello, you're listening to Got Clutter? Get Organized. I am your host, Janet M. Taylor, and I want to say hello if you're a regular listener. And, of course, welcome if you're listening for the very first time. And hello to all of you who will be listening via iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Park Coalition Radio, Overcast.fm, as well as Google Play. And, of course, hello to all of my blog talk radio community and those who will be joining me in the chat room. I hope you're having a great start to your week. And our sponsor, Audible.com, has over 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. And you can get a free audiobook of your choice by going to www.audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And a little later on, I will be sharing my audiobook selection for this week. Well, as you know, I have decided to take the month of October and focus on breast cancer awareness, which is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And tonight we have Fran McNeil, who is a survivor, a success coach, a radio, and a TV host. She does all of that. And so she's our guest, and I'm excited to talk to her and talk to her about, of course, her book, which I have read, which I just love. And, of course, after our interview, I will be sharing some tips and tailors tip time. And, of course, for those of you who have been waiting, I will be doing a webinar, and we together are going to jumpstart 2017 organized this year. We're not going to wait until January. We're going to start this year. So I'll share details of that about that with you later. And, of course, my product suggestion, app suggestion, as well as my repurpose suggestion for this week. But before I bring Fran McNeil on, um, I went and did a little research on Wikipedia and the pink ribbon. The first known use of the pink ribbon in connection with breast cancer awareness was in the fall of 1991 when the Susan G. Komen Foundation handed out the pink ribbons to participants in its New York race for breast cancer survivors. So that's a little something for those of you who may not have known. But today, our guest, Fran McNeil, MBA, Significant Business Result Coach, helps business leaders convert market opportunities into significant business results, increase sales, improve cash flow, reduce expenses, and greater profitability. Clients choose Fran when they want improvements in plans, people, process, performance, and profit. As a breast cancer survivor and a stroke survivor, Fran's keynotes motivate entrepreneurs who are infected with frustration and paralyzed by fear to focus their energy from action and achieve significant business results. Fran is affiliated with the premier entrepreneurial program, Goldman Sachs, 10,000 Small Business Initiative, Toy Birch Foundation Women's Business Initiative, 
Town Knight Center for Entrepreneurial Journalism and Kaufman Fast Track, just to name a few. So without further ado, I am going to bring on this friend, Nick Neal. Well, thank you, Janet. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you so much. It's an honor to be on your show again, and congratulations on all of your accomplishments. Very, very excited to hear what you're doing. So congratulations again. Well, thank you, Fran, for accepting um, my invitation again. And um, before we get into some of the interview, I want you to share with listeners your story um, because this is Breast Cancer Awareness Month and you are a survivor. And so I want you to share with the listeners your story. Sure, sure. Thank you, Janet. Well, I want to take the listeners, your listeners, um, back a few years when I was about to turn 44, and I thought, you know, I'm kind of approaching middle age, if there is such a thing, Um, life is good, I'm feeling healthy, and I went to the doctor just for a normal checkup, and she said to me, you know, there's something, I, I think I want you to see a specialist. And I thought, okay, no problem, I'll go see a specialist. And when I went to see the specialist, who was a breast cancer specialist, that specialist said, I need you to come back again. And your listeners may or may not know that African-American women, the uh, breast tissue is a little bit denser. And so sometimes they have difficulty reading the mammograms for African-American women. So I wasn't overly shocked or surprised. But when I came back the second time, I was told that there was essentially a problem. I'd have to undergo a few more tests. Um, I did have some biopsies. And then uh, a few weeks later, I was actually sitting in my car in the uh, parking lot of a Starbucks, and I got a call from the oncologist that said, I need you to come in next week. Uh, We need to do surgery. And I was devastated. I was in the middle of um, my MBA, evening MBA program. Um, I was used to knowing what I was going to do on my Thursday nights, which was go to class. And I was running my business. And I, quite frankly, was not in the mood nor prepared to have my whole life turned upside down by surgery because of breast cancer. So that is a big part of my story, and that is regardless of what you're doing um, or when you're doing it, that those uh, breast exams and checkups by the doctors are really important because if you don't get them done on a regular basis, you could be in for a huge surprise because one out of eight women is diagnosed with breast cancer. Wow. Wow, and it's, you know, it's interesting how you also share just what you were feeling and what you were also balancing in your life, and and I wanted you to kind of like, how did you really balance the healing but also your business part aspect of it too? Because a few years ago, I was excited. I was doing a presentation. It was a health fair, friend. And I decided since I'm there early, I will get my blood pressure checked. Well, to my surprise, I was almost near stroke. And and I wow. was like, okay, I know I'm almost near stroke, 
but and I know you want me to go to the hospital, but I still got a presentation to do. <laughs> so, so how did you, how did you with with you know with with going through the treatment, the healing, as well as your business? How did you balance that? I'm in retrospect, I'm not sure there was balance, but I will say okay. um, that when I graduated from Eastern University, which is where I got my MBA, I did receive the Perseverance and Persistence Award um, for that year of graduate. And I, I think that just speaks a lot to my personality. I think in a lot of ways it speaks to being a woman um, who is used to uh, setting some goals and, and persevering through it all. Um, and in spite of it all, um, but I did have my classes, and I was very insistent that I wanted to graduate with my class. Um, I was told after the surgery that I needed to start chemotherapy right away, and I, in fact, postponed that. And when I heard about the Coleman three-day, 60-mile walk, I made a commitment to myself that if I could do the walk, um, and I really was not overly sporty, but if I could do the walk and survive the walk, then I would have the physical and mental strength to survive chemotherapy. So I, in fact, started my chemotherapy about a week after I finished the walk. Um, chemotherapy for me was not as rough as it was for others. So in terms of balance, you know, I took the medication that they gave me so the nausea and vomiting was not a major problem for me. My big setback was um, two days after I stopped the chemotherapy. Um, all of a sudden in the evening, I had trouble putting my coat on. Um, I had trouble sleeping. Um, I had trouble in the morning, that next morning, walking. And it turned out that I was in the process of having a stroke. And so by the time I got to the hospital, um, within an hour, I had blacked out from the pain. And the doctors actually told my mother that they were considering drilling a hole in the back of my head to relieve the pressure from um, the, uh, the buildup uh, within my head. Um, so it wasn't so much the breast cancer that for me was the challenge. It was the chemotherapy and the medical complications afterwards. And so the, the balance, I think, in a lot of ways was opening up to people to say, while I was in school, I had this health challenge. And um, probably also balancing uh, a lot of people, including my parents, who were saying, you know, don't forget about school, you know, don't do your business, just focus on getting healthy. And for me, um, realizing that a big part of my identity was this sense of control. Now, between you and I, years later, I realized that I did not have control. But the sense of control <laughs> was important mm -hmm. as a balancing factor. Um, they say perception is reality. So my, my perception that I could try to have some things in my life that gave me a sense of the future. You know, going to school meant that I would get a degree, and getting the degree meant that I would have more options. So to me, stopping school meant that I was cutting off options for the future. And since the 
chemotherapy and the healing process was designed to get me stronger, I had faith that the doctors in their process would allow me to exist in the future. So I needed to do my part by continuing my business, by staying in touch with my customers, by being in good communication, um, by forming alliances. One of the things I did in my business, form alliances so that others will allow my brand to move forward. So those were some of the things that, that I did. That I, and I can totally relate to what you're saying around, oh, I think I'll go get this you know, exam and then suddenly find out, oh, no, uh, you're talking to me about the health issue, are you? So I, I can relate. <laughs> so what prompts you to write your book, Significant, from, friend, from Frustrated to Fantastic, Inspirational Stories for the Entrepreneurial Woman, which I loved. I mean, you should see it. It's highlighted. I've got my little note in here. Um, I just, I love it. And it was one question in particular because for those of you who go and get the book it's not just a book you read you have discussion questions and it was one discussion question what gift do you have that you haven't shared with anyone yet and what do you think might happen if you did share that gift and that was just like a wow moment for me friend it was like Mm. I'm still like pondering like what gift have I not used yet so, but mm. what made you just like sit down? Because I love it. It's a book you just don't want to put down, but you you have to because you have to go to sleep. So, what prompted you to write the book? <laughs> well, I, I think there were several things that prompted me to write the book, Janet. One was that as I worked as a business coach with so many women and men, um, as they through growing their business. I found that the greatest value that I gave them was asking questions of being a sounding board, of being a safe place where they could share where they were vulnerable and also share their dreams. And most of the time, their dreams were big dreams. They didn't necessarily know what steps to take to get to their dreams. And as I really thought about it, analyzed it after working with so many people, To me, it really boiled down to people really wanting to be significant, people really wanting to contribute their best gifts to the world in a way that made sense to them, made sense and added value to their customers, and also allowed them to make sense in dollars. So significant emerged as a theme for me. Secondly, I looked at some of the challenges that I had experienced Um, in the last few years. And the health challenges were ones that I didn't anticipate. You know, being a young, skinny girl, being a young, skinny black girl, being a young, skinny black Mm -hmm. girl with glasses that wasn't Mm -hmm. sports-oriented, I faced lots of challenges. But I figured that was just sort of life. But health challenges, that wasn't something that I expected. And health challenges literally knocked me on my feet with the stroke they literally paralyzed me. So I thought about some of the awareness that I got from the health challenges and overlaid them from some of the themes that I heard from women and men that I coached. And it really boiled down to kind of five things. What gets in the way of people being significant? Often it's that they don't commit 
to do something. And so I sort of boiled that down into you've got to get going. Um, Often they don't want to admit that they're vulnerable and they don't want to ask the question, how can I get help or who can help me? So I sort of boiled that down into it's important to find support. Um, Often people say they want to do something, but again, they don't take the action. So I boiled that down into embrace opportunity. Um, Very often there are people that are there to help you. Maybe it's listening. Maybe it's giving advice. Maybe it's giving resources. And sometimes people shy away from that, so they don't accept the love that is given to them. And then finally, one of the things that stops people from being significant is they just don't want to step up and be significant. They'd rather hide behind complaints, or I would have, or I should have, or I could have. And so I literally kind of broke the word significant into not the phonetic parts or the Latin derivation parts, but if you look at the word as it's written in English, because in French and Spanish it's spelled, it's written out differently, it's mm-hmm. broken into sign, S-I-G-N, if, I-F, I, letter I, can. And then there's a little T that's left hanging in the wind on the word significant. And I often think of that as trust. So people have an opportunity to be significant. And so I wanted to write a book that looked at those five different areas and provide, I wanted to share, open up and be vulnerable, share some aha moments from lessons learned that I had in 500 to 1,500 words, a very short two to five page chapters, and then provide questions so that people could stop and reflect on their own life and think about what are the answers they have within themselves and when are they really ready to act on them. So that's what the book's about. It's really not about me, but it is me as the oldest of four girls prompting, pushing, pulling, encouraging others to ask themselves questions and then to take action. And you're right. It's like, it's really, like you said, sometimes it's just moving past that fear and being a significant person that they were really destined to be. So mm-hmm. it's uh it's a really, really good book. I'm gonna recommend it to all of all of my mm-hmm. female friends who are entrepreneurs and even those who aren't. I just think it's a really it really asks the question. Sometimes you're afraid to ask yourself, um, but it makes you sit and makes you think and also, it makes you just want to, like, pick up a phone and share with somebody. Look, I just read right, this. And, right. and I, you know, so it's a very, I love books. It's like, I'm, it's interesting. I'm being drawn to books like that now. Books that are not only just very informative, but also provide me an opportunity to just start asking myself some really deep and serious questions. So thank you, Fran, mm-hmm. for writing that book. Um, well, thank so you my, for allowing me to share it. So for somebody listening um, who may be feeling challenged emotionally, physically, um, what kind of advice can you provide for them besides going out and buying a book um, to just kind of help them and push them? Because I agree sometimes 
you know, even with me, when I had my surgery on my stomach last year, I realized, okay, Janet, just stuff you're not going to be able to do. But mentally, mm-hmm. I had to keep my mind going. And every morning, my girlfriend would, with the um, little um, TV tray, would put the computer, <laughs> the laptop in front of me so I could do mm-hmm. some kind of social media something, and then she'd take it away mm-hmm. for the rest of the day. And then the next day, I would do it. And to me, that was keeping myself engaged, even though I knew my mm-hmm. body couldn't really do much. So right. what can you right. Well, I would say one of the one of the simple things, and it does require some muscle strength, but it doesn't require stomach strength, and that is to smile. Every day, find at least three people to smile at. Um, practice smiling at someone that might not be seen often by others. Um, so it 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 depends. Um, a lot of times when I go into the grocery store, I see people toss their food on the counter, um, and then when it's time to pay, they open up their wallet or pull out their credit card or pay, and then they leave. But they don't necessarily make eye contact with the person at the counter or the checkout area and smile and say hi or say thank you. And it's basic, but using your facial muscles to smile and make eye contact literally does something to your brain and it activates energy that then can help you throughout the day. Um, So that's one. And I do connect it with being significant because when you recognize the value in others, almost like a boomerang, they recognize the value in you. And most people, including babies, that have not been taught this yet, if you smile at a baby, they will smile back. And as adults, we often don't get a lot of smiles. So when someone smiles at us, it's kind of like, oh, my goodness, someone just shined a spotlight on me. Smiling back, you're more likely to kind of be almost like a a positive virus and share it with others. So that's a simple muscle. So for people that are kind of into movement, that's a simple movement. For people that are visual, a smile is visual. Um, It's not auditory, but you can follow it up with a hello, a hi, um, a thank you, so you can make it auditory, so you can almost use all your senses with a smile. So that is literally a simple thing. If you're an introvert, that might be something that you have to work on. If you're an extrovert, then again, smile and say hello to someone that you might not normally say hello to. And that is wonderful advice, Fran. And actually, you know, when you said that, that made, that reminded me of my mother when she was in the hospital. Um, She had leukemia, and every day, no matter who it was that came in her room, from the person who cleaned her room, changed the Mm -hmm. trash bags, took her vital signs, she would always say hello and thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, so that that's wonderful advice. So, Fran, how can people connect as a success coach? Buy your book. Have you come out and speak? 
Sure. Uh, thanks for asking, Janet. One easy way is they can go to my website, which is significantyou.com. So that's S-I-G-N, sign, if I can, and then the letter T. That'll spell out significant. And then you.com. And they can get the book. They can learn a little bit more about me. Um, I'm actually starting a new project where I am now collecting significant stories from other women entrepreneurs. And so if they are interested in being in the next book that I publish, they can get in touch with me. I always love to speak. And now I do a lot of speaking on panels um, because I find that it is about stories. So if someone wants to hear me, I will often try to understand what it is what is it about the story that I'm sharing, and often will recommend one or two other people that they might also want to bring into um, their event or their venue. Hmm. That's interesting. I'm not sure that's exciting at the filling, too. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much, Fran, for your time and your, just, your energy and your just... There's just so much wisdom that you have to share. So I really appreciate you again returning as a guest this evening. Thank you, Janet. Continue to do what you're doing. You are significant. You make a big difference. And, of course, you help people get organized. So I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for being you. Thank you. Thank you. And you have a great evening. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Janet Taylor is fabulous. I once heard an interview by Patty Stanger, the millionaire matchmaker star, and she talked about how when she sees people, she just sees energy between them. And when I think about Janet Taylor, it reminds me of Patty because Janet goes into a space and she sees the energy in the space and how to make things work better. Different people have different gifts in life and this is Janet. She's just amazing. I worked with her about about 10 years ago and she is one of the most remarkable people that has ever um, been in my office. She just knows what has to get done. Some people have that gift, and Janet has it. The wonderful Christabar. Thank you so much, Christabar. That was an awesome interview with the wonderful Fran McNeil, significant business results coach. So I would suggest that you go get her book, Significant, From Frustrated to Fantastic Inspirational Stories for the Entrepreneurial Woman. It's an awesome, awesome book, um, and I highly, highly recommend it. And so, and then, of course, make sure you just go out there to our website and connect with Fran. And she says she's writing another book, so who knows, you may be the next significant entrepreneur that's featured. So, our sponsor, Audible, is offering all of our listeners a free audiobook of their choice and a free 30-day membership. So all you have to do is just go to audibletrial.com forward slash 
get organized, and choose from over 180,000 programs. You download a title for free, and you start listening. It is that easy. Go to audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. Again, audibletrial.com forward slash get organized. And the audiobook selection for this week is Organize Your Mind, Organize Your Life, which I know a lot of you out there, so basically, it helps you regain control of your frenzy. Embrace effective non-tasking because multitasking doesn't work. It helps fluidity with shifts from one task to another and use your creativity to connect the dots. So this groundbreaking guide is complete with stories of people who have learned to stop feeling powerless against multiplying disasters distractions, and start organizing their lives by organizing their mind. Again, organize your mind, organize your life. And this is by Paul Hammerness and Margaret Moore. And, of course, all of you who follow me via social media know that later this week I will post this on my social media and you will have a direct link to this, your free copy. So moving on, and as as Fran shared tonight about how she, um, you know, she she went through her healing, she continued, got her master's degree, she continued her business, how she did it, and even how she decided to do the walk before she took her chemo. So I wanted to share with you um, how to get things done during your healing, and this was my healing. My healing was actually, um, as I said, I had a stomach operation. And so one of the things I did was, one, I did not try to be a superhero. <laughs> I asked for any kind of help that was around me. But before, I made sure I got as much organized before my procedure, In a, for example, my medical, my pulmonary procedures, excuse me, my medical treatment. So basically, I let everybody know that I wasn't going to be available for a period of time, my clients. But I also really kind of set a plan out on how I was going to do my social media because that was the one thing I could do. I couldn't work with clients. And like I said, my girlfriend put the laptop on the TV tray and she would bring it to me. I would say, can I have my laptop now? She would put it on there. And then I would do a little bit, and I mean really a little bit, because maybe about 15 minutes into doing it, the fatigue would hit, and then she would take it away, and that would be it for the rest of the day. I also, you know, of course, made sure my workspace was organized so that when I came back, I would be able to get back into it. But also I organized my workspace because she was staying with me, so that became her workspace. And I had lists, at least I was able to write lists of things that I wanted to do in the future, so I was able to organize that. I made sure my home was somewhat organized, one, because she was going to be staying with me, but also as my healing continued, I wanted to be able to to, to do certain things. So, um, you know, I had things within reach. I didn't have to get certain things. Um, I also was able to just start, like, again, projects. And I got rest. I made sure I got rest. If I didn't do anything else, I rest. 
um, once I did my social media, I would, you know, eat breakfast. I would take a walk around my apartment. And then once, about a week after that, then I would walk maybe a few feet outside my door. And then I would walk down one end of the hallway to the other end of the hallway. Um, But I would just kind of take little baby steps. So most of my time was for healing. I wasn't doing any of the business. So I'm just hoping that, you know, the conversation with Fran, but also these tips, knowing that when it's time for you to heal, you have to heal. But, of course, because we are wired, sometimes you just want that mental stuff to keep going on. So there's things you can do. And for me, it was just a social media. For somebody else, it might be just writing um, some some tips or it might be reading up on some some information. So whatever it is, but don't overexert yourself. Take it easy. So those are my tips for Taylor's Tip Time. I definitely want to thank all of you who have been connecting with me via social media, via Instagram, via Twitter, via Facebook, via Google+. I just want to thank you um, and continue. And also those of you who have been sharing with me, you've been watching my YouTube videos, thank you. Those of you who have been watching Periscope, thank you so much. But today is Monday and tomorrow is Talk to Tuesday. So as you prepare for your seasonal weather changes in your home, begin to donate stuff you don't use. That blanket you're not going to use anymore, maybe you can donate it to an animal shelter. Those coats and other outerwear that the family can't fit and nobody in the family, donate to a homeless shelter. So again, the things you don't use, like blankets or, you know, coats, hats, scarves, Think about donating it to someone who would really appreciate it and use it. So that is my Toss It Tuesday tip for this week. Well, Jumpstart. Jumpstart in 2017 organized. I'm so excited about this. So if you are fed up with the clutter and chaos in your life and stress that comes with it, then it is time for you to take the steps you need to get started on your 2016 organizing goals and projects now. We're not going to wait until 2017 hits. We're not going to wait until the second week of January and start doing this thing over, getting on that same little treadmill over again. No, we are going to start now. So I want you to join me to jumpstart your 2017 organize. So it's a free webinar. So if you're frustrated because you can't find things you're looking for, this is for you. You're constantly late for work, social events, or just stop working out because you can't find time in your schedule to go to the gym. Or you always forget to do the laundry or pick up clothes from the cleaners until you have nothing to wear. And you continue to promise yourself that you will get your home and life organized. So. You go to my website at JanetMTaylor.com. You're going to see a slider that says Jumpstart 2017. You click it and you register, and that's it. It's going to be Wednesday, November the 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, that's Wednesday, November 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And it you're going to learn how to manage your time. We're going to talk about managing your time, managing your home, managing your life so you can get up to door on time, 
so you can remember to do things, so you can find things the first time. So I hope you will join me, and it is a free webinar. So tell tell everybody you know, again, that Wednesday, November 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but just go to www.JanetMTaylor.com, click on the slider that says Jumpstart 2017. Of course, for those of you on my Facebook page, you can um, there's a link there's on an events link there, and it's a free webinar. It's a free webinar, so please be sure to take advantage of that. Well, this week, my app suggestion is Timeful. That's right, Timeful, and it helps you find time to do the things you want to do without crowding out the things that are already on your plate. Again, it's Timeful. Right now it's for the iPhone operating system, but it's called Timeful. So check it out. So basically it allows you to make time for everything you want to do and not, it's not time for the things you really don't want to do um, without crowding out the things that are already on your plate. So if you've got stuff on your plate, it kind of figures out what you can do and when you can do it. Just a really cool app. Product suggestion. It's a Bombay quilted unifier, um, and it's a desk organizer from Levenger. And it helps you keep your desk clutter-free. That's We're always looking for products that keep us clutter-free. And my repurpose suggestion for this week are mason jars. You can use them, um, mason jars for paper clips. Cereal boxes and old shutters can be repurposed to organize your office. So you can get my app suggestion, product suggestion, and repurpose suggestion by just going to my Pinterest page. And I have a board that has apps to help you stay organized, products to help you stay organized, and also how to repurpose items for your office, but you can also repurpose items for your home as well. Again, that's my Pinterest page which is Janet M. Taylor, and check out my board. And, of course, I've got a lot of other interesting boards as well. Quote for the week. Another week to progress, to advance, to develop towards a better, more complete you. Again, another week to progress, to advance, to develop towards a better, more complete you. So whatever it is you need to do, or maybe you need to let go of in order to do that. Maybe you need to let go of something in your time so you can work on some things you're passionate about. Maybe you need to let go of things like old pictures from the past that, first of all, they're probably, um, there wasn't enough light. You can't even see the figures in the picture, but you're still holding on to the pictures because it reminds you of something or someone that is no longer in your life and no longer needs to be in your life. Let it go. And the same with sometimes we've got toys, we've got T-shirts, we got college. Do we need all of that stuff? So another week to progress, to advance, to develop towards a better, more complete you. So what do you have to let go of in order to be that person? Next week, we have author, speaker, minister, Dr. Angela Buschester, and she will be sharing her life of and her business, and her book, 
and she is also a breast cancer survivor. So I'm looking forward to my interview with her as well. And then, of course, we will be rounding out our um, Breast Cancer Awareness Month with um, Dr. Monique Gary. And then, because this is ADD, Attention Deficit Disorder Awareness Month as well, we will be ending the month with Miss ADD. Um, so I am looking forward to um, that interview as well because I know a lot of you, you know, maybe suffered yourself, you may have children, you may have family members, you may have friends. So we will be having a great discussion on um, ADD, um, especially during ADD Awareness Month as well. So again, make sure that you go to Jumpstart 2017 because you want to jumpstart the new year organized. You want to already have some some strategies and techniques and systems in place before January 1st, 2017, because sometimes once you get into the habit, because you'll be in a habit, because that'll be at least eight weeks, you will have, and so therefore you can enter in. Wouldn't it be great to enter in a new year with, and it, and it could be just a couple, could be just a couple of strategies because I really want to help a lot of you out there who are listening. I want to help you better maximize your time, better organize your space and your life so you can do what you've been called to do, whether it's be a full-time mom, a work-at-home mom, start your business, go back to school, take care of your relatives, enjoy your, your retirement, whatever it is. So please join me. Tell all your friends, and you go to JanetMTaylor.com, and you just go click on the slider that says Jumpstart 2017. Of course, I've already got it posted on Facebook, and later this week it's going to be posted all over my social media. So please join me for my webinar, and it is free. It doesn't cost you a thing. Free. So I hope you join me next week for my guest, author, speaker, minister, Dr. Butts. Dr. Angela Butchester, and she'll be sharing about her life and business and her book. And I want to thank all of you for listening, and please be sure to share this podcast with your family, your friends, and on your social media network. And, of course, please visit my website at JanetMTaylor.com. So until next time, I want you to have a clutter-free day. But most of all, have an organized week. Organization is a quintessential element to a clutter-free life. Join me as we take this journey together. Along the way, we will find the necessary answers to solve your organizing dilemma. My name is Janet M. Taylor, and you are tuned in to Got Clutter 